climate change, poverty, mental health, young people and adults face a world of constant change. It's the connections we make, innovations and education that come together to help us make a difference. Welcome to the power of young people to change the world. In this program, we bring together leaders that share stories designed to inspire you to serve, learn, and change the world. Now, here's your host, Amy Muirs. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to The Power of Young People to Change the World. I'm your host, Amy Muirs. I'm here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio, where together we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to shape a better world, and how educators can utilize the power of service learning to redesign education. We have a jam-packed show for you today. We're celebrating Lights On After School with the Propel Action Team. They are a student-centered high school youth leadership group that meets throughout the school year to discuss, strategize, and address issues affecting students both in their schools and in their communities. They're learning the importance of civic participation and making change, as well as how to advocate for for themselves and their interests. We're going to hear all about the amazing things that these young leaders are working on, but joining them are two representatives from the Pennsylvania Statewide After School Youth Development Network. This is an amazing organization supporting young people across the state of Pennsylvania, and um, I want to hear all about the work that they're doing and from our young leaders and all of the amazing um, work that they're doing in the state. Um, before we jump in, I want to learn more about each of you and have you introduce yourselves. Like I say, we have a great team here today. Um, so let's go ahead and ask um, if we can have DeAndre introduce himself. And welcome to the show, DeAndre. Good thing. It's a pleasure to be here. So my name is DeAndre Josie. Uh, the school I go to is Propel Montour High School. And as far as after-school activity, I don't have any specific guideline, but I do try to do activities outside the boundary. And one thing I could share about myself is I love to help people and I love to spread positivity around. I just like seeing people happy and I just like it. I just like it when people have a good time and they're able to express themselves. That's awesome. Thanks, DeAndre. Ariana, I know you just joined us, but could you introduce yourself? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, I'm sorry. My voice is a little messed up right now, but I'm Ariana Moore. I'm a senior at Propel Brattle Kills High School. And um, for the after-school program, I currently mentor for them, so I haven't been able to do any clubs or anything. But I really enjoy mentoring. And then, of course, I take some days to myself because... I feel like it's important to separate real life from school. You know, everyone needs a break every once in a while. Absolutely. Thanks, Ariana. Um, Winnie, how about you? Can you introduce yourself for us? Sure. Thanks for having us, Amy. I'm Winnie Black. I'm the STEM coordinator for Pennsylvania Statewide After School Youth Development Network and a mentor to these great kiddos. Great. Thanks, Winnie. And Deanna, how about you? Sure. Hi, Amy. Um, My name is Deanna Dugan. I am the Assistant Director of After School Programs for Propel Schools in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, First and foremost, I'd be remiss if I did not say I am a mother to three children, Maddie, who is eight, Luke is six, and Annie, who just turned four years old. And I 
I'm also a wife of 11 years to my husband, Mark. Um, some things that I love to do are certainly to spend time with my family whenever I'm, I'm not at work. We love to play soccer together, go for long walks together. Um, but important to me, one thing that's really important to me is um, self-care. Um, so I spend some time in the morning uh, listening to motivational or inspirational messages on self-development. Um, and two of my favorite speakers are Dr. Miles Monroe and Jim Ron. So I'm happy to be here. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And shout out to Deanna's family. Hi. Yay. <laughs> Your mom's on the radio. <laughs> yes. So exciting. <laughs> Winnie, I wanted to circle back with you and have you tell us more about the Pennsylvania Statewide After School Youth Development Network. Long name. <laughs> yes, it's quite a mouthful. We're one of 50 state networks that works on increasing the capacity of quality programming for after school. And um, specifically, I work in STEM, but what's really happened is that um, service learning has become the center of all our programming. And uh, we've learned that um, youth really wanna solve problems and help each other and help their communities. So in every sense, our Million Girls Moonshot, our financial literacy, um, and all our other MOT programs uh, are really centered around service learning. That's awesome. So um, for those um, who may be new to the show, um, service learning is a strategy to engage young people in their communities. They investigate the issues they plan and prepare for how they're going to take action. They, they act, whatever that looks like, whether that's advocacy, whether that's volunteering, whether however they decide they're going to address that issue. Um, they demonstrate their successes and their learnings. They reflect throughout the process. Um, and it's, it's an amazing way to connect learning, leadership, social, emotional, career development to um, actively engaging in the community. So um, we're excited that Pennsylvania is, is using service learning. And I'm really excited to hear more about um, what that looks like. Um, Deanna, can you talk about why after-school programming is, is so important for your young people? Sure. Um, that's such a great question, Amy. There are many reasons why after-school programs are important. And today, of, of all... Oh, Deanna, I'm sorry. We lost you. Go ahead. There we go. Okay. Yes. Um, so, yes. The, I'm sorry. Let me start over here. So, uh, after-school program, programming is so important for young people um, for many reasons. Uh, after school is an extension of the regular school day that inspires youth to continue to learn. Um, in Pennsylvania and throughout the country, there are, are caring adults that are mentoring and working with young people to expand their minds and provide opportunities that they're not able to have during the regular school hours. Um, so the hours from two to probably six or seven 7 p.m. are critical for our youth. Uh, After-school programs keep kids safe and they give working parents peace of mind. There's data from the After-School Alliance that states um, after the school day ends, one out of five kids across America are alone or unsupervised. 
um, these hours are the peak time for juvenile crime. Uh, and after school programs turn that time of risk into an opportunity, keeping kids safe and helping them realize their full potential. Um, after school also provides extended learning opportunities in the areas of STEM, the arts, workforce development, community service, service learning, and most importantly, a platform, which, which is close to my heart, for youth and for youth to share their voice, uh, which is mm -hmm. why it's so wonderful for DeAndre, Ariana, and David to be here um, with Dr. Black and I today. It's just so special for them to have this opportunity. Um, it's a time when students have the freedom to try new things, to see what they like or they don't like, or um, what's going to help them reach their true potential and, and determine what their passion really are. Um, so across the country, after-school programs, they inspire learning, provide safety, uh, pr promote smart choices for kids, and they support our parents, uh, which is also really, really crucial, especially during this time. Um, so the young people on this show, uh, Ariana, DeAndre, and David, they're perfect ex examples of the importance of after-school programs for young people. And I'm so excited for them to get to share their experiences today with you all. Yeah, I'm so excited to dive in. And we're going to hear a lot more um, from our young people um, as we head into our next segment. I would like to invite you guys to share, um, whether um, Dr. Black or Deanna, to share about some of the programming um, that your students are doing this week, especially um, as we're celebrating lights on after school. I know there's some really great events. Um, can you share kind of what's happening? Well, uh, this is Winnie. Um, across the state right now, um, after school sites or out of school time sites are opening up their community to parents, families, having family nights. Some are have, sharing food. Um, some are, are celebrating uh, and sharing the activities that they do. I just came from an event with Shine, um, which was a, a series of videos, STEM videos, from all the different sites sharing all the activities that they did. And of course, there was service learning in there because there's a direct relationship between service learning and the engineering design model. The same kind of process happens. Wonderful. I'm curious, Wendy, if you could share some of the biggest successes that you've seen in advancing service learning in your after-school programming. Well, first of all, having Julie Rogers Bascom <laughs> as a mentor and a program director really sets us up for total success. But we love Julie. We love yes, I love Julie. And I have to <laughs> shout out to Julie. Um, but first off, I want to say... Um, and I, getting to know these students virtually is not the same thing as you know, getting to know them in person, but I feel like uh, a piece of my heart is with them. Um, during COVID, it was just unbelievable. These students um, across Pennsylvania stepped up to the plate and did food collections um, because in a lot of cases, um, a lot of students, a lot of kiddos only got their food during school. So creating and, and filling backpacks and boxes and making and delivering them and making them accessible is extremely important. Helping out with temperature checks and uh, helping people get information about services that they may not know exist. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. Um, we also have a group that has been very involved with uh, WIC 
and and um, distributing information about how babies and 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 new mothers or mothers can get formula and other things that they need. Uh, a tremendous number of people have been displaced uh, during this time, and in many cases, many cases after school has kind of been the glue that holds things together. Um, typically. Kids spend 80% of their time after out of school time. So it's a very important, as, as um, Deanna mentioned, to have everything come together. Uh, I will say that um, Propel, uh, they have a number of schools that have actually been involved in uh, gardening because a lot of the area around Pittsburgh is a food desert, meaning that they don't have uh, healthy food in grocery stores or food in general is not readily available without traveling a long distance. So uh, both Montour, Montour Middle and High School, Braddock Hills, uh, Homestead, all have at really extensive gardens, gardens for meditation and reflection, gardens, orchards, and various fruits and vegetables, and, uh, and plants that you can touch, smell, and taste, such as herbs. So all of these things, provide a valuable service to their community. And it's amazing what they've done with so little and how the gardens are growing and how they're beginning to be able to serve people with food, uh, possibly even in the cafeteria or using it as an entrepreneur business. Uh, so it's just absolutely endless what the students are doing in terms of service learning. They identify a problem such as water pollution in a stream. They're cleaning it up. Uh, they identify a need to make sure sidewalks are safe, so they fix up sidewalks. So as I mentioned here, you just give students today a problem, and they create and use their voice to, to create a solution for that problem. Sounds like the young people are doing amazing work through service learning. We do have to take a quick pause, and when we return, we're going to hear from the young people um, and the work that they're doing, um, they can bring that to life for us. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. Voice American Empowerment Radio. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You 
are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, I'm here with Winnie, Deanna, Ariana, DeAndre, and David, and they're from the Pennsylvania Statewide After School Youth Development Development Network, <laughs> and we're talking about all of the amazing um, service learning that, that's happening in Pennsylvania. Um, David, um, would you um, introduce yourself to our listeners, and then we would love for you to share some of the things that you've been doing with the Propel Action Team and how you got started in this. Okay, yeah. Um, my name uh, my name is David Wusu, and uh, I'm in 12th grade. And uh, so you know, some things I like to do, I like to uh, you know help other people and play video games and all that. And what, the way I w- I want to start on how we got started. So the way that I got started was you know. We would just like stay after school and just, you know, like talk about problems that were going on during the time. And we still do that. But, you know, it's uh, it's uh, escalated a lot because, you know, we started just it was more of like we were just talking about problems. And then, you know, um, Deanna was like, oh, well, if we if we put our minds together, because if we put our minds together, we could actually do something so then we started taking this seriously and now we're here you know we're here doing stuff now like first it was a little bit like we started off like volunteering at various places like we would like you know um pack up food boxes and get uh sort out clothes for people at like free stores and now we're here you know doing the things, working with all these great people and stuff like that. That's awesome, David. Thank you for sharing that. Um, It sounds like you've kind of had a progression of from service to really thinking about the issues that are, that are happening in your community. Yeah. Wonderful. Ariana, how about you? Can you tell us about um, your experience and maybe how the experience has really changed you? Um, I used to be very antisocial, and I moved to Propel my sophomore year of high school, and it was new. It was a huge culture shock for me. I'm not from the city. Um, I'm more from, like, the country, like, towns and areas and stuff. So um, I wasn't, like, all that social whenever I had first gotten there, and then at first I had just joined the after-school program. Uh, just because I saw, like, other people doing it. I said, okay, I'll try this out. And then I met some people, uh, you know, I became friends with people, got a bunch of community service hours, which uh, prior to COVID would have been helpful, but now we don't need them. Like, our class doesn't need them. Um, Just like David had said with boxing food and all that stuff. And then I really learned over time, especially my uh, junior year, which was, weird it was the COVID year but I was a hybrid student I really like working with people and like I never (laughs) thought that I would be the type of person that likes working with people and that led me to my career choice of nursing awesome um 
And then also, like, I mentor middle school students, so now I feel like I really want to do pediatrics. And uh, I also have a little interest in child psychology. So the experience really helped me with my career choices, community service, uh, learning how to um, interact with different personalities and everything. And then uh, entrepreneurship, too. Um, There was one program. uh, It was called Night Owls Baking. And we really didn't bake, but we learned a lot about entrepreneurship. And I mean, there was a little cooking there, but that wasn't directly after school. It was a weekend thing. So like after school programs aren't just, you know, smack dab as soon as 245 hits, you know, it could be a weekend thing. Um, a lot of interactions and just fun activities. And it's an experience too, which, uh, you know, high school is supposed to be all about experiences. Absolutely. That's amazing that, you know, your, your, uh, your career choice just kind of came to you because of these experiences and yeah, pediatrics. And that's, that's wonderful. That's exciting. So DeAndre, how about you? Can you talk about um, how um, your work in the after school, how you engage with, um, how do they engage with young people? Kind of how did you get started and what are you working on? So as far as engagement, I feel like it's more of a more, a national level more than a local level because uh, you tend to think there's many people out there in the world who's not getting the learning or the support that they need. And I feel like the younger that your audience or the younger amount of people that you're teaching, you know, I think that can have a greater impact on them growing up rather than to have someone who's older because When you're young, I feel like your mind develops more when you're younger because you have more to expand on. You have more to talk about, more to develop. And I got started with my my part of engagement by just seeing what people needed help on because you never know when people need, need help except for when they tell you directly. And some people might find that hard to do that because they don't know how to put it in certain words, whether it's just, you know, small small scale or big scale. I feel like engagement can help people open themselves up more depending on what group you're working in. Absolutely. So how did, did, um, or what are you working on right now, David? I'm sorry, DeAndre. So currently I'm, well, in the past I was working as a mentor, but still I still to this day I'm still helping people out you know because like I said in my introduction I love helping people so right now I'm taking a standby where I'm maintaining a low um, reputation as a mentor but I'm still helping people on smaller scales if that makes sense absolutely it's all it's important to protect protect your own uh, time and self too. And I think Ariana spoke to that a bit as well. Um, David, I'm wondering if you can talk about um, kind of what you've learned about the need for young people, young leaders to share their voices and, and what issues um, do you think are really important to young people right now? Well, okay. So, what I've gathered is like when I when I was little, I had all these opinions and all these things I wanted to say. 
So I guess my um my uh advice is it doesn't matter how old you are as long as you're you have a voice and you're confident about it go ahead for it because there there shouldn't be no age limit on how what how like what you're feeling or your opinions about something just you just go for it because because every time I've ever asked somebody if I should do something or not do something or say this or say that the the worst thing they can do is say no I don't agree or no or something like that so just go for it and uh don't don't let don't let fear stop you absolutely and, and your second part was what what, yeah, what issues do you think, um, what are you hearing from, from the young people around you? What's important to them right now? I feel like the most important thing that I've seen around is subjects about like race and stuff, because mm -hmm. that's the, it's a really tricky topic to talk about, but I feel like it needs to be like talked about because you can't just like go like let it slide by because yeah. then it's going to end up causing problems in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ariana, um, how about you? How, what have you learned? Um, what kind of new skills um, have you learned in your work as a mentor? Um, and I'm wondering too about how you've gotten support from other youth or from the adults around you um, in your after-school program. Okay, I got a couple stories. <laughs> um, from working, because I work with middle school students, and from working with middle school students, uh, I've learned just um, to, like, take my own advice, if that makes sense, because often uh, I'll go over there and I'll see, um, like, arguing, or I'll see, like, they'll get so upset over things, and... Um, I always tell them, like, it's so small. Like, this is so small. Like, this is not, it might affect you in 10 minutes, but in 10 days, is it really going to hurt you? Like, is this really going to matter in 10 days? Um, and I've had to learn, like, Ariana, like, is this really that big to upset you? And, of course, I'm still working on that. You know, everyone has to take time. I'm 17. Uh, and then with the adults that um, have worked with me during this process, uh, they've just encouraged me to just reach bigger than um, I would just like limit myself to. I was limiting myself a lot last year. I am a teen mom. I had my daughter when I was 15. She's two right now. And when I graduate, she'll be three. So I had thought to myself like, well, I need to obviously go to a school near my family, which I'm still deciding to do. Uh, I wanted to go to like CCAC or Cal U and I'm not, uh, I'm not um, belittling any of those schools. Of course, I'm not. But, like, for nursing, um, I decided to go to Pitt, and it's because of a a teacher that I work with during the after-school program. She had just told me, like, I really need to reach. I really need to reach for the stars because I have that potential to do so and to not limit myself because Pitt comes with uh, a ton of opportunities, especially with nursing. I'm going to make so much money. <laughs> nursing just from graduating from Pitt and then the opportunities that will come after that and the clinical hours and the experience, the hands-on, everything. Uh, 
it's just like the encouragement that like I learned and then also to um like encourage myself not to uh I'm uh my words I'm so sorry not to to limit myself to things just because of just because of like my situation or just like my life story, I need to reach. I really need to reach further because that potential for myself is there. That's wonderful. And I love um, your like, take your own advice. I love that because um, what you're talking about, I think we all need to take our own advice and step back once in a while. So I appreciate that you're passing on that, that lesson to younger students. That's amazing. Um, and congratulations, not only on your career choice, but also um, shooting for your dreams. That's wonderful for all of you. Um, we do have to take another quick break. And then when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with our guests today. So stay with me, Amy Muir's on the Power of Young People to Change the World, Voice America Empowerment Radio. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We're celebrating Lights On After School with the youth leaders of the Propel Action Team, along with their adult mentors from the Pennsylvania Statewide After School Youth Development Network. Again, thank you guys so much for being here. I just want to jump right back in. DeAndre, I want to hear, like, what's the most rewarding part of working with the Pennsylvania Youth Academy? And what kind of new skills did you get um, from, from that work? So that's a really good question. So the first thing I could say about uh, this being the most rewarding is just meeting new people. Like I feel like meeting new people is just a reward in itself because not only are you making interactions with a variety of people, you know, everyone's different. Everyone has their own story or legacy to tell. And I think it's really a rewarding to 
be able to sit down or to speak with other people about their experiences or what they've been through in life. And everyone has just a unique dynamic to them. And some, some skills that I've developed, I feel like I've become more social and more helpful because I feel like I push myself out of my boundaries to learn more about other people. And I really, really think that it can improve my character, not only as an individual, but I can make others see me more as a good person that likes to talk and conversate with people. I love that. I love the what you said about everyone has a legacy to tell. Uh, that's that's really beautiful and powerful. Um, David, um, so I know Ariana mentioned this, but I would love for you to talk more about this night owl baker thing. Um, kind of what is it and what did that experience mean to you? So from what I remember, well, no, I remember it because I did it twice, but <laughs> it's hard to put it in words. But um, basically, it was a program where they taught you how to do various things like entrepreneur, entrepreneurship. Yeah, I can't cooking, say that word either. <laughs> yeah, cooking and all this other stuff. And it was it was a really like. Technically, it was a job because they paid you for it, but it was a really nice program because, you know, you got paid for learning these things. And what was the other, what was the other part? Um, just what, what did the experience mean to you? What did you learn from it? Well, one thing that I did learn is I never thought I would make brownies in my life because <laughs> I can barely microwave things, but um, but you know, I just learned like how, like what key parts it takes to become an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you got it, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, and just like, like what you have to look out for in the real world. And it just opened my eyes because I, I can do a lot of, a lot more things than I could when I was doing it like a couple years ago. So, well, you can make brownies and you've got me beat hands down. So <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Um, Ariana, um, I would love, could you share more about some of the, your um, favorite things about participating in the youth leadership activities and maybe what you learned about yourself? Yes. Um, I really like to get my voice out there my opinions out there, um, I feel like I have a lot of important things to say. And I noticed that there's a lot of people my age that also have a lot of important things to say. So it's really encouraging uh, as like we're getting older and the world being passed down to us and hearing a lot of the opinions um, of people my age and how open-minded we are and uh, mm -hmm. how we really see the world and um, how determined we are to make a change. And that's really exciting. Um, also, like what I learned about myself, I really like being a leader. Like I like, I never was a fan of being told what to do. And my pap have told me my whole life, you're always going to have a boss. And that's 100% true. But then I also like to be my own boss at the own time, at, at the same time. And I like, I like leading things. I like talking, writing things out, 
really just planning stuff out and uh you know just having like that lead role mm-hmm. and um like the acknowledgement of that as well that's that's a good and strong thing to know, right? That you like to step into that leadership role, especially since I believe you're the one that said maybe antisocial earlier. Um, DeAndre, um, uh, Winnie talked a little bit, has talked actually quite a bit about service learning as part of this program. What's your favorite part of service learning and, and why? So I actually have several answers to this, but if I were to pick one, it would be my favorite part of service learning. It would be displaying how much creativity you have. I think that everyone has an open mind. Everyone has wants and things that they don't want, but I feel like they can express themselves on a wider scale rather than to have a specific plan. When you have creativity, you have just about an endless bound of what you want to do or what you can do. You know, many people can transform the simplest things or the smallest things into the next big thing. And I think that's really, really exciting to see. And an example I could use is technology because we're entering the age where technology is becoming more common. So many, many people may turn the small things into bigger things, just like AI and such. So, I feel like that's my favorite part of service learning. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to come back to the adults in our group here and um, maybe Winnie, if you could talk about how the pandemics really impacted your work and kind of how you guys tackled the challenges and have really grown from them. Well, I, I remember I was coming back from San Antonio, um, right before March 16th from a national ecosystem, STEM ecosystem conference. And I was thinking, you know, this is just going to be a couple days. We're going to come back to normal. And uh, around March 16th, like the whole world shut down. But what was interesting is the youth in in, uh, our Youth Voice Coalition, this group and and youth from other uh, after school sites across Pennsylvania, they lifted their voices and said, we cannot just do nothing. Uh, there are so many issues, um, so many social, emotional uh, learning issues. People are isolated. People needed mentoring. They needed contact. They needed caring. Um, and I saw these youth um, at, from Propel and other sites reach out and understand that um, you know, that suicide was a real threat. Not only gun gunfire across, you know, areas of Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and other places, but also this fear and this isolation that leads to suicide. So it, it could have been a very dark time, but it turned into a very positive time because of the use action, the caring, the giving, the delivering. It was so positive. And for me, uh, what what's happened in my involvement in the service learning since 2014 is that it because this process becomes my way of living and my way of thinking. You know, I approach, I take the service learning model, and that's how I live, and that's how I approach each problem. And so nothing seems too big or too hard when I take it in that perspective. 
Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, our young people just across the across the nation and around the world have really um, stepped and leaned into um, the issues surrounding the pandemic and, and ta- they're tackling them head on um, no matter what it looks like. And it's, it's uh, inspiring and also humbling um, to see the work that they're doing. Um, and at if um, Winnie, if you or um, Deanna, whichever one of you, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about how service learning is supporting those youth outcomes that you're looking to achieve through your programming. Well, um, we have a student leadership academy. And as a part of the academy, each of the students um, is planning a service learning project. Nice. And it's really exciting to see. We have a couple students that are actually they realize that there needs to be, through COVID, there needs to be technology. And, and students need to learn how to use it. And those are, uh, who are underserved, who may not have a phone or a computer, uh, they need to be able to have those skills um, yeah, and having, have other youth mentor them and build those skills. Uh, we have social justice issues that another group is exploring. And, um, and we have another group that's looking at uh, collecting school supplies and clothing and things for, for youth that don't have them and families that don't have them. So we have some great projects uh, along with, uh, you know, the gardens and other, um, other projects. Um, environmental projects are very big. And uh, we let the students define those outcomes for these projects. They figure it out. They, t- they start with a problem. They think about, they research and look at, at uh, what agencies and what sources can help them. Uh, and they, they actually develop and come up with their own solutions. They try solutions. If they fail, failure is okay. They, they try another solution. And when they, when they get their results, they share them in a variety of ways. Social media, video, in person. Uh, it, you know, it's great to hear how they, how they share their solutions. That's wonderful. So the young people are tackling so many, so many different issues, so many important issues. And it's great. You can hear when, when they're talking to how they've made that connection to career and college choices and entrepreneurship and um, just personal leadership growth. And so it's, it's exciting to hear um, those outcomes for those young people, along with the direct actions that they're taking in their communities. I'm still stuck on brownies. Thanks, David. Um, We're going to take one last short break. And then when we return, we'll get some final reflections from our guests today. So stay with me. Amy Muir's on the power of young people to change the world. Remember, you can follow the show on social media at nylc.org or find us at nylc.org. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of 
all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual Spring National Service Learning Conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. listening to the power of young people to change the world with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So welcome back, everyone. In our last few minutes together, um, I'd just want to get some some great reflections from these young people and from these amazing adult leaders. Um, Ariana, I would love to start with you. Um, if you could tell our listeners just something that you want them to remember um, after they listen to this show, what what would that be? What would you want them to remember about what we've talked about? Um, just overall, don't judge a voice by its age. Um, our voices have power and our voices have meaning and our opinions definitely matter and they are important. Um, so just, you know, not exactly listen to us, just just hear us out because we do have a lot of important things to say and we are more than ready and willing to uh, change the world. Awesome. I love that. Your voices do have power. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. DeAndre, why should after-school programs do service learning? What impact do you think it would have if everyone did it? So... I think after-school programs should do service learning because I feel like it develops the minds of young students or learners in a more effective way than normal learning does. And I also want to add on that service learning can also help increase uh, the boundaries of these kids or students as well. Because if you have certain people who want certain necessities, but they don't have the uh, the motivation, we could say, to get out there and reach out to other people. That I think that's what service learning can help them accomplish. And one more thing I want to add on is I feel like as far as intelligence goes, I think the intelligence will greatly increase of these learners because service learning can also expand more on what they on what the students are able to learn, you know, something new, something that will get them engaged. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you said that so eloquently. Um, David, if you could tell our listeners just one thing that you want them to walk away with um, after the show, remembering, what would that be? Um, the one thing that you guys should take away from this is don't let age defy what you want to do. Now, what I mean by that is 
you know, some people say you can't do this because you're because you're old. That that's basically what half of the time it is. But you you can do anything that you put your mind to. It doesn't matter how now if you're 80 some years old and you're trying to go BMX riding, I would be careful because <laughs> you might break something. Yep. <laughs> but that's not that shouldn't be the main reason from doing what you want to do or what you love doing, you know? So overall, just think about you always have time to do the stuff that you love doing, despite how, what your age is. I love that. Thank you, David. Deanna, what would you tell our educators who are thinking about service learning in after-school programs, but maybe haven't taken that leap? What, what would you tell them? Oh, wow. Great question. Um, well, for starters, I think service learning is so important because it connects student learning in the classroom with real-world experiences within um, our, the, the youth's community. Um, students who participate in service learning are more deeply engaged in their local communities, and they gain uh, practical skills that help them develop their career and personal interests. And they're usually more engaged at, at being a, a citizen. Um, and you can see now with DeAndre, Ariane, and David, just this the conversation that the they're having um, through their experiences with service learning and, and other opportunities that after school is given, um, it, it really allows them to, to shine. Uh, it's important for young people to be involved and aware of their community so they can assist each other and be more um, conscientious, conscientious individuals. Um, so creating opportunities for young people to increase their involvement in ser service learning is so, so important. Thanks, Deanna. Mm -hmm. And Winnie, I would love to hear your reflection on um, the future of after-school programming in Pennsylvania and how you're, go you're going to continue to lift up the power of young people. Well, Amy, I have to tell you, we've been very blessed to just get another NYLC grant. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I've been planning away. And um, first of all, I want to just mention that DeAndre... Ariana and David, you have done such a wonderful job and thank you so much for sharing and letting us see, you know, what you're thinking. It, you know, your voice is so important to our future. And, uh, and thank you for, for providing leadership for youth in Pennsylvania. Uh, there are two basic parts I think that we're really going to focus on. We want to increase the capacity of service learning and even get more uh, more sites and more organizations, libraries, museums, and other groups even more actively involved in service learning. Uh, I hope that we will each year be able to have a youth-led uh, service learning fair where youth from across the state share all the wonderful things that they're doing and that we can record it and, um, you know, be able to share it. So I think I think there are a lot of misperceptions about after school and out of school time and what we do. It's not just doing homework. It's not just, uh, you know, having a snack. It, there are just so many things. And our programs like Propel uh, just provide endless inspiration and support. The second part, uh, actually focusing on college and career readiness, 
you know, we really want we really want students to start working with businesses more and engaging with employers to show uh, the importance of service learning and building service learning projects as a part of their experience with pre-apprenticeships um, so that they can demonstrate that they've achieved with service learning, you, you're able to explore all the different 21st century skills and employability skills. And then lastly, um, I want to develop a service learning coalition. It's been since about 2004 that um, Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth has had a service learning coalition. So I invite all the adults out there that have a passion for service learning to join us. And I'm going to be calling you across Pennsylvania and inviting you to be a part of the coalition to see if we can instill again, service learning is an important part of both in school and out of school time learning and that it be, it, it be required. Well, maybe not required, but essential to every use experience. So that's, a, that's my vision in a nutshell. That's amazing. And we're here to support you in making that vision a reality. Ariana, DeAndre, and David, thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing your passion and your journey with us and your voice. Thank you guys so much for everything that you're doing for your communities to change the world. Winnie, Deanna, thank you um, for how you're supporting young people and helping them lead and grow. Um, your work is amazing and inspirational. Um, you can learn more and take action with Pennsylvania Statewide After School Youth Development Network by visiting their website at psaydn.org. I also just want to mention if you're an after school educator working with young people um, who'd like to use service learning as a strategy in your programming, you can visit NYLC store and download any of our Engage handbooks on issues like gender equity, education equity, climate change, peace building. We got lots of sustainable development goals um, covered in these resources. They're designed for middle and high school students in after school programs or non-conforming um, classrooms. And just a huge thank you to the Charles Stewart Mott Foundation for their support in the creation of these resources and NYLC's work with the statewide after school networks. Next week, we're going to have another inspiring show for you. Joining me will be three leaders from Youth Matters. Laura, Isaac, and Hannah will talk about how they are enhancing lives of youth through self-esteem building, mentoring, after-school programs, reduction in obesity rates through nutrition education, and keeping youth active and community development. So you aren't going to go, want to miss it. Mark your calendars Thursday at 6 o'clock Eastern. And until next week, join us as we serve, learn, change the world. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Power of Young People to Change the World. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world.